Hello, everyone. This is Gary Kay, and we are coming to you live from the ISE show in Amsterdam in 2016 version of the show. This is the biggest trade show in the history of the audiovisual industry. In fact, we're going to hit over 65,000 people, probably close to 67,000, maybe even a little higher. We'll find out this afternoon. But uh, you're listening to my Daily Rants and Raves, part of the Rave Radio Podcast Network. And we're going to do a special version of our Daily Rants and Raves because we're going to talk about a topic that we have experienced personally in our organization. And uh, we also have a guest with us that's going to talk about it as well. So I've got a few people that work for uh, Rave and uh, one person that's in the industry that you'll all recognize. Let me first introduce her. Stephanie Gulick uh, runs marketing for uh, Broadside. Uh, good morning, Stephanie. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for joining. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, well, let me let me quick ask you a quick question before I uh, go on to the next person. I just wanted your impressions of the show in general. The show, despite being four days, uh, has been very steady. So we were kind of wondering what the fourth day would look like, and uh, they they did a pretty good job in ensuring that there would be enough to entice people to stay for Friday. Uh, so we're very happy with it. Yeah, it's it's been great so far. So let me I'm gonna come back and ask you some questions in a minute. But first, I want to introduce Sarah Abrams. Sarah Abrams is the editor uh, in chief at Rave, and she's been with Rave for I guess about uh, 11, 12 years now, right, Sarah? Yes, a very long time. <laughs> but you love it, don't you? I do. Everyone knows Sarah. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Emily. Emily Dean is uh, running social media marketing and social events and things like that that we do at, uh, at trade shows and also all year round. Uh, Emily Dean has been with Ray for about three years. How are you doing, Emily? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. And I am excited to have my daughter on my first podcast, uh, Annabelle Kay. Annabelle, how are you doing? I'm good, Dad. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Annabelle's actually done uh, three ISE shows uh, as a reporter. Um, she has also done, I think, I think two Infocoms, possibly three, three Infocoms. She's done three Infocoms uh, with us, and of course, she knows the business really well for obvious reasons. But uh, she's here for a specific reason, along with these other women in the AV industry. Um, as you know, there is an industry called Women in Infocom, and we want you to participate in Women in Infocom. And we have a very uh, specific reason why we want you to participate in Women in Infocom. And you're going to hear more about the organization and Rave's partnership with the organization between now and Infocom. But the issue we want to address today on today's podcast, and I'm going to start with you, Stephanie, because you are a young female in the industry, and we have experienced this. The other young females that work for us here at Rave have experienced this and that is sort of a in, in, um, inherent or, um, I don't know, maybe that's not the right word, sort of a, um, a uh, in, I don't want to say inbred, I don't even know what the right word is, uh, sexism that it seems to exist in the industry and ageism. So it's really kind of two issues, and you represent both. There's sort of like this automatic assumption that you're a female and don't know as much, and there's an automatic assumption that you're young so you don't know as much. Have you experienced that yourself? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been very lucky in that I haven't experienced it from my company. Um, one thing that we can be very proud of is that we have females in all departments of our company. So in product, in development, uh, which is very special, obviously, in marketing. One of the reasons why I started to write a column that I write for Broadside called Leading Ladies of Digital Out of Home is um, from previous experience in the broadcast journalism industry where 
I did an internship and uh, I was told that I had to cut my hair if I wanted to advance. Right. And I have long hair. And, you know, for me, it's not really about gender or age. It's about skill set and competence and bringing a variety of different perspectives into our field. So uh, I think that as more and more people start to educate, such as the Infocom initiative, uh, we'll be able to advance in kind of eliminating this issue. Well, ho hopefully the awareness that the issue exists. And it's, and it's little small things, Emily. Um, we have, as you know, a lot of people uh, who listen to us, a lot of people who listen to us and follow us at Infocoms and other shows know we bring a lot of young people to the show. These are not interns. These are people that literally have gone through one year minimum of training with us, in addition to the fact they've gone through an enormous amount of industry training. Um, and, uh, and so they're not, but they are, they are young. They're, they're in, a lot of them are in college or have just graduated from college. And we have often had the response when they walk in their booth, when they come in there with their camera, you don't seem old enough to actually be here at the show. And, and of course, they're saying it in a joking manner, but the problem is there's, I, I guess, a, a little bit of institutionalized automatic sexism and ageism there, right, Emily? Oh, definitely, for sure. Um, whenever or our staff enter the booth, um, there seems to be a level of unprofessionalism addressed at us as well and um, it's it's very it puts us off and you're not saying it happens all the time you're saying that it happens when it happens that that, that it turns you off right? oh yes um, I mean of course there are others in the in the industry who respect us and um, know exactly who we are and have interacted with our staff multiple times because we do as you said go through a year of training and take um, repeat staff members back to Infocom and ISE. Well and we it all sort of I think when it became forefront knowledge to us that this was sort of existing is uh, Sarah you may remember like f maybe four or five ISEs ago a tweet was sent out with a picture of all of our um, our team working late one night here at ISE to try to get all the stories up and it, it had sort of an automatic negative connotation to it, indicating that because there were a bunch of young people working in our stand, that you know there was an assumption that they didn't know what they were doing. Uh, you remember that, Sarah, when that actually happened? Yeah, I definitely remember. <laughs> and how did it make you feel, and how, how did it make them feel? Um, well, I wrote a response uh, post on our site about that particular incident, and I know a lot of people make comments about our young staff and them not knowing very much or assuming they don't know very much but that kind of inherently bothers me even beyond just the young thing and the women thing because there no one in the industry this is a very technical industry knows everything the marketing people are not engineers the engineers specialize in something like lighting or sound or uh, whatever they're specializing in. So the industry should not be so hostile to people who want to learn, but don't have, don't know everything. Because we need new blood. People are always talking about how we need young people in the industry, how we need new people coming into the industry, because it's the same old people who've been here for decades. Yet when people come into the booth, particularly if they're young or female, they're kind of scorned for not being experts already and how the industry works, how a technology works, how systems work. And I mean, I've been in the industry 12 years now and it took me multiple years to understand 
all of those things. And even now, I mean, I'm not an engineer, so I have like a marketing level understanding of how everything works. But I really think that needs to go away, the whole idea of being hostile to people who are not experts. It's just, it's, it's kind of rude, it's hostile, it's unnecessary, and it makes the industry seem like it's an insider show. And if you're on the outside, you're not welcome in, like it's a special club. And as women and as young people, even though I'm not really that young anymore, to be honest, um, <laughs> that certainly is not welcoming and it's not going to help us get the people that we need to have coming to our industry. Right. And, and you know, um, I was young when I came into this industry long ago. You were. Yes, I was. And, and, um, so and like 50 years ago? Yeah, I'm just what, kidding. What's, what's interesting about that is I never remember getting those comments about my age. And I never, and I don't think it happens. I think the ageism happens more to females than male to, to women more than men i don't i don't i don't very seldom do i hear a guy complain that they're being told they're too old or too young or or not being recognized that way um now in, the, in yeah this actually when i when you first i don't know if you remember this but when i first got promoted to editor like five or six years ago you sent out a press release about it and we got this email back and it's not representative of most people or even 99.9% of people in the industry was like an older guy who owned an integrator and it was just a ridiculous email rant about how women live up to stereotypes of not being technical or knowing anything and they weren't engineers and how there were one or two women he had respect for because he had talked to them and they were technical but all other women were just a waste of space etc cetera, etc cetera. it was really mean and really that. insane and I couldn't believe that that still existed but you know, here in our little corner of the technical universe, there are still some attitudes like that. It's, yeah. gotten, it's gotten better, but it's still there. So, Annabelle, you are currently a young female, uh, the youngest of them here. And um, you are currently sort of experiencing this on and off uh, every once in a while when you go to different booths and stands. And not just at trade shows, but even in your correspondence with uh, people from the industry. Have you not? Um. I have experienced some of like the ageism um, from some of the booths, uh, but I feel like I actually think even though I am the youngest and have been the youngest for a while on our team, um, I actually don't think I get as much of the age comments as the rest of the people and I don't know if that has to do with like I I do know a lot of the technical stuff so if somebody does say something I just say something technical back and they're like okay she does know something but I actually would say that I experience more of like the um, older men and I'm well I'm 20 right now uh, when I my first show I was 17 it was Infocom 2013 and during that show I um, went out to go shoot videos and actually one of the first booths I tried to shoot videos at they were like are you in college and I was I wasn't in college and they're like oh how old are you and they kept trying to flirt with me and I was like I'm actually 17 years old so and I feel like I experience a lot of that and a lot of the trying to flirt with me and 
whatnot, and that is unprofessional and something that I don't appreciate. And I'm trying to do my job and get my job done, and I'm not here to flirt with older men, especially men who are like 30, 40 years older than I am. Well, I think uh, I think a lot of that's been experienced around in uh, different segments of the industry, and we're certainly not um, targeting the industry. I think this is happening not just in our industry, but in the tech field in general, Stephanie. I mean, there are all these movements right now to, to recognize that this is happening, acknowledge it, and then fix it. Have you uh, not noticed that? I have, and I was actually thinking about this uh, as uh, Annabelle was speaking, in that I've been to shows in other verticals where it's a lot more um, present and to a deeper level where you have booth babes kind of to an extreme uh, to bring in, you know, visitors. And I don't see that so much in at Infocom, um, at ISE, and, and shows in our sector. I actually think that... Um, we have a bit of an advantage and it's definitely, you know, you can still feel uncomfortable, but you don't see the amount of booth babes that you would in other fields, like perhaps in, in retail or design. And what's really awesome is when you have young girls working at a booth, um, I'm proud to say that Broadside is one of them, where if somebody has a question, granted, I am not a developer, I can't answer things that are super specific about how the software works, it's super cool to be able to answer them and carry on a conversation and help sell our product and educate whoever wants to know more. So I think um, if you're young and you're a female and you can show people that you have an understanding of our industry, all the power to you, even though it really shouldn't make a difference. Yeah, and that was, I guess, my, my, my question was going to be, actually, I mean, it, it's, I'm, I'm glad that you feel that way, but isn't it unfortunate that you have to sort of process it that way? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just that added layer of something that a female and a young one at that has to deal with. Uh, and just talking about it with friends in different fields, um, friends who work in hospitals, for example, you can all kind of share very similar stories about what you deal with. Uh, and I think it just makes us that much stronger. So yeah, and certainly I'm, you know, in doing this podcast, I certainly have a selfish interest here because I have two daughters. I also, our company, um, if you look at the history of our company, has probably been at least seventy percent uh, women versus men. And uh, I think it's natural in the creative side of the fields that we're in. We're, we're seeing a lot more females, women in that in those creative fields coming out of college and in the field that we're in journalism than we are seeing men. In fact, my classes at, at UNC um, typically are 75 percent uh, um, um, women to men ratio. Um, and therefore, Therefore, we are naturally bringing more women to the trade show, and so I'm more aware of sort of the comments that they're getting. And in fact, w before I came down here, one of our own um, who's been working up for us has been to at least three shows with us and worked, uh, actually four shows with us, worked with us for two years, just went through a whole set of dialogue where, he, where she was engaging somebody to, to do a video, and he was talking about the, the, you know, the, the evening that he had before, and she said, I just had the, one of the most inappropriate conversations I've ever had. And she was good at blowing it off, right. but the, the point of the fact that the conversation existed. And it's more the awareness, and I think that's what Info, uh, Women of Infocom is trying to do, is, is the idea that just the awareness that this happens. Because a lot of times, they're not doing it intentionally. They don't even realize that they're doing it. Like the comment about, you're too young to carry a camera. It, it may just be an ignorance to the fact that that's an insulting comment. Absolutely, and 
one thing that uh, I love to do personally, and you know, very clearly you do as well, is hire young talent and really give them an opportunity to prove themselves. There's nothing more rewarding than mentoring people who are new to any industry that you're working in. And often, those who don't have as much experience are really eager to learn because they have something to prove. So instead of hiring somebody who's been in the industry for five to ten years, who might be a little bit bored of trade shows and the, you know the day to day, give somebody young a chance, and they might just blow you away with their energy and enthusiasm. Well, and interesting enough, Sarah, I want you to come over here because uh, this is how I met Sarah. I walk into an Apple store one day, and uh, Sarah's uh, still in college, uh, selling uh, stuff at the Apple store, and I start asking her questions on how to get something done on a computer. She answers the questions. She's very engaging. Uh, obviously knowledgeable and uh, then I find out that she's uh, in the journalism school and it's like put one plus one plus one together and I hired her so uh, Sarah do you remember that yeah I definitely remember it I was the only girl working there at the time so it was a familiar scenario <laughs> we were a very small company at the time and uh, I think there were maybe three of I, mean, us I was the only girl at the Apple store <laughs> yeah and you were the only girl at the Apple store too but it but you it was awesome uh, but um, I mean, you, you obviously, over the 12 years or 11 years you've been working with us, you've experienced this in different ways over those years um, and, and more subtle, nothing direct, nothing. I don't think you've ever experienced anything you know, obnoxious, but you've also heard other people complain about it. Um, do, you, do, you, do you think that simply the awareness about it exists, uh, existing will help, or do you think that something more powerful needs to be done? Uh, I think that... There's been a lot more discussion the last couple of years, um, especially, and not just between women, um, but between other people in the industry publicly being written about, women's organizations being started and things like that, which is great. But anybody who wants to make a difference needs to um, hire young women, uh, hire young people, and I think the biggest thing would be to do would to be be really patient with people who are new to the industry and think of education as sort of a public service that's good, just like volunteering with Infocom. Uh, Infocom has done a great job with education and they obviously are really good about recruiting women and starting women's groups and um, they even have special things related to CTS for women and that's great. But everyone in the industry, if they want to change this they need to hire people but also just it's it's like an attitude change to think you know oh hey this person doesn't know that much but instead of being annoyed or scornful or making fun of them I'm gonna take the time to educate them and get them the information they need so they can become someone in the industry and they're gonna learn to love it like we do and they'll stay and that's how we're gonna keep going because the biggest threat to the AV industry right now is the fact that we do not have enough new young people coming into it it's if that continues to happen people are going to retire and we're not they're not going to get replaced and it's just gonna you know get absorbed by some other industry because there's not enough people to sustain it so if everyone doesn't want that to happen including old timers this is the only way to fix it Annabelle do you feel um, when you come to a show like this or you come to an event like this do you feel uh, at all intimidated by the fact that it is so male dominated right now? I mean, it literally is, you look around the show for it's definitely 80% or more. 
it doesn't bother me. I'm I feel pretty confident on the show floor to be honest. I imagine for people who didn't grow up stealing candy from different booths when they were 12 years old, this would be intimidating for them. But I grew up stealing candy from booths and looking at things, so I would I'm pretty used to it. But it would be nice to see more of more diversity within our industry and I think hiring young people like Sarah said is key and I I think um, I would encourage hiring women too because that puts a different perspective that just that's just a different perspective that maybe a male wouldn't have I, I agree with you in fact um that's, that's why I said sort of the creative fields, we've, we've naturally seen a lot more women in those fields. And I think, you know, there may be some reasons behind that over the years, but um, that's, I think, what's happened to us naturally and how we've gotten to where we are now at Rave and having so many women. Uh, Emily, you do a lot of the training, um, that we, with the time that we spend training a lot of the people that we convert them from. Um, people who are interns to actual reporters, you know, I mean, we, we, we actually brand them as reporters because they are, they've gone, as I said, they've gone through a year's worth of training. You do a lot of that training and therefore you're the, you're sort of the go-to person when we get to a show like this and they, they find that inappropriate comment or that, do they, do they, I mean, I know a lot of them, I've been fortunate not, not to have to deal with too many of them that have been, uh, overly upset about it, but you also may be buffering me from some of those, uh, those comments and, and those in, uh, those those uh, things that happen every once in a while. Do you see that has has it improved over the years? Has it stayed the same, or do you see a movement towards it improving, as Stephanie indicated? Um, I would say it is improving um, as more and more young people and women come into the industry and are interacting with other people in the industry. I think they're more open to the idea of interacting with women and young people, and which is which is good to see. It's nice to see that they are willing, as Sarah mentioned, to educate and mentor. I mean, mentoring is a big part of what we do at RAVE. And um, it, I haven't had to deal with as many inappropriate comments as I have the, my first couple years. So, um, Stephanie, you said you hire, you try to hire young people. Do you, do you also, um, do you have a structured mentoring program to your to your company or are you trying to start one or what's the status of that? Uh, we've actually discussed that and uh, I, I told my boss, the COO of our company, that it wasn't necessary just because uh, the organization is pretty flat and everybody is comfortable speaking to each other, be it in different departments or different levels of authority. So I don't, I don't really think that level of mentoring is necessary, but on that note, um, women are interesting in that it's not <laughs> really just men that a young woman has to deal with in this environment. It's actually, you know, the older women who can be, I don't know, resentful or annoyed of this, of, of young kind of life in, in this territory. Uh, you know, that doesn't go for all of them, but what I have to say is in the space, and I'm most familiar with digital signage, when I started, I entered this space three years ago, and I started writing uh, the series about leading ladies a few months afterward once I had attended a couple trade shows and I called up some industry veterans like Jerry Wolf, Kim Sarubi, uh, Shanika James 
And I was so humbled and excited by how open they were with their information. And um, that left a really good taste in my mouth about what was to come. Not to say that everything has been smooth sailing, but it just goes to show that there are mentors out there who are female and really want to take in new life and educate them and help them succeed. So definitely find a mentor. But you have either yourself experienced or heard other women experience sort of uh, being shunned by women who've been in the industry for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I hadn't even thought about that side of things. Uh, right. So, so I didn't realize that, but that's a, that's actually a really good point, too. So, um, well, look, this uh, Women in AV organization is a great organization. We're going to try, between now and Infocom, we've got a plan with them. We're going to try to help them. We'll, we'll, we will debut that plan over the next month. We're not ready to talk about it yet, but this is going to be proactive, and I hope it will be substantial. We're excited about it. Um, Stephanie, we appreciate all that you do. You are picked to be on this podcast because of your blog. I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and it's a subject I know that's near and dear to you. But i also spoken to another, uh, uh, A.V. Krista, for example. She's going to join us on this, and, and uh, uh, we're going to have... Uh, um, a bunch of women who are active both in Infocom, in the digital signage industry, and in the audiovisual industry that are they're going to help us with this initiative and uh, hope to make a difference. Uh, you know, sometimes just awareness helps, but uh, all of it, uh, ho- hopefully all of it will make a difference. I appreciate you coming here and joining us today. Sarah, thank you to ha- for you. Uh, Emily, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. Thank you, Annabelle. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and uh, this has been my Daily Rants and Raves, and uh, I'm very proud to be standing here with some amazing, talented women. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. <laughs>